Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with our last Southeast Striper Report of the Year with Henry Cowan. How you doing, Henry? For all acquaintance be forgot. This is our last Striper Report, isn't it? It is, until next time. Until next, right, until next time. Yeah. So, well, how are you doing, Marvin? I'm living the dream, Henry. How are you? I'm dancing between the raindrops today here in Atlanta. We had some uh, just awful weather with uh, tornadoes coming through, and we've got rain today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. And, uh, you know, the good news and the bad news. Another front goes through, which has been shutting our fishing down. We've just been getting front after front after front, which just kills our fishing. Um, On the upside, the last week, 10, you know, our, we just came off the full moon. You and I always talk about, can't wait for that. That April full moon is going to be a doozy. And uh, we just had such bad weather with winds and whatnot. The lake, just my lake, Lanier, just did not perform. Um, and I've heard from a number of anglers on other lakes that they had a tough go. However, the spawning run for stripers has been off the charts. We've had some really good fishing up the river systems right now. So like on my lake, going up the Chattahoochee and the Chesapeake has yielded some really, really nice fish over the last week, 10 days. Matter of fact, I got a call from uh, one of my buddies yesterday who got a 21 and a half pound striper on a jerk changer. Don't tell Blaine because I don't want it to go to his head. But, uh, they got it on a, on a jerk changer. And uh, I had another couple of buddies of mine just come back from a road trip. They were fishing. I can't really say where they were because they've held me to secrecy. Suffice it to say that where they were fishing, the football team wears orange, and they were north of Atlanta. That's all I can say. And uh, they had a day yesterday where they had 17 stripers in the boat uh, on fly, and they had two over 20 and many in the mid-teens. So they had a big day, and I've just heard the river's, um, all around the South right now are really producing very, very good results for, uh, for the, you know, for, for guys who at least have the ability to get somewhere in a jet boat. Um, unfortunately, the downside to that is now we've had all this horrendous rain and that's going to blow everything out for at least four or five days. So. That's kind of where we are, Marvin. Yeah, but the good news you we were talking about before we started recording is, you know, all these fronts don't make for great fishing and they kind of wrecked the last moon. We've also had probably a, a cooler than normal spring, so you're going to probably get to uh, extend that moon bite for in about two weeks, right? We will, actually a week away. So the, the new moon is May 11th. And my water temps here on Lake Lanier are uh, on the on the upper end of the lake is about... 69.70 on the lower end of the lake, it's about 66.67, and that's a lot cooler than we expected this time of year, probably five, six degrees cooler. So basically what that tells me is we haven't had our shad or our herring spawn, and that is coming because we need to hit a solid 70 degrees. 70 to 72 will get that shad and the herring spawning, and when that happens, the stripers should be down from the rivers and, uh, there should be a really good bite. And so with the moon being the 11th, I'm telling you that the 8th, 9th, 10th, 12th, 13th, and 14th looks like it could be just fantastic. One quote-unquote last hurrah before uh, we, we move over and start taking out the towing and carp fishing for the rest of the season. 
There you go. And so how how and where are you going to target those drop back stripers for that last bite of the season? You know, they're going to be on they're going to be on a lot of good structure and you know, because we're expecting a, a shad spawn and a herring spawn. So when the bait fish are are dropping their eggs, their eggs have to adhere to something um, in order for them to become a fry. And so what they do is these fish will go either up to um, your motor in a boat in a marina, like the herring will, or they'll go on a seawall, you know, like a, 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 a breakwater that stops the waves from going into big marinas. Those breakwaters, or what we call seawalls, are ideal places to fish um, during the spawn. And then other places are going to be rocks, just rocky shorelines. You're going to see the shad early in the morning when there's a shad spawn, will be that first hour after first light, those fish will be right up, I mean, literally in a foot of water. Just you'll see glistening and twinkling um, of, of what a shad spawn is. And Marvin, if you're really nice to me, I have a great video of a shad spawn that I'll send you. And if you feel you want to post it um, and show your listeners, they'll be able to see what a shad spawn looks like. Um, but that will go on. That all should happen. Uh, in the next, like I said, probably in inside the next uh, seven, eight days from now, for sure, we're going to see that spawn. Very good. And so, are you? If you're back in the lakes, are you fishing smaller flies again, or are you still staying big like you uh, you were when you were up in the rivers? You know, I'm not fishing. I'm not fishing the super small flies like my something else. Um, I'm probably fishing more medium style flies because you don't know if you're going to come on the herring or the shad. Um, and when they're on that shad spawn, you know, you don't have to be super small anyway. So a regular clouser or, um, I, I don't know that I'd go with a micro changer, but I certainly a mini game changer or a mini or a finesse would be my next, you know, that fly that's going to be anywhere from that three to three and a half inch range is probably ideal for this kind of, this time of year. And one other thing, now's the time of year to keep a floating line in the boat and have some sort of a popper or a gurgler or a pole dance or something, you know, that walks the dog or that makes a good noisemaker because, uh, you know, I can tell you our spotted bass um, on our area lakes have all started uh, getting shallow and looking up. So, and the stripers will as well, especially early and late in the day. So that, that's the other part of the bite that should be happening for the rest of May is you can go out for, the first hour or two in the morning or the last hour or two in the afternoon. And you could target a striper on any of the area lakes using a topwater fly. So that's, that's kind of what's going on. Yeah. Very neat. And you know, folks, uh, all the folks that had their questions read, we, we put them in the fishbowl and we drew a name and the winner's going to get a signed copy of Henry's book. And, you know, Scott Letcher from Hot Springs, Arkansas, you're the lucky winner. And I'm going to pass your info on to Henry and Henry's going to get you your book. Perfect. Perfect. Scott, congratulations. Hot Springs, Arkansas. As long as he doesn't say pig suey to me, because, you know, those, those, those Arkansas, those University of Arkansas guys, you know, just yeah, pig suey doesn't do it for me. It's almost as bad. It's almost as bad as anything orange. Yeah. Well, you can put a couple of stickers on the, on the package. That's what I may do. I may put an Uggus sticker on the back of his book. <laughs> there, there were things. I mean, you're getting a signed book, so you can't complain if you got a couple stickers. Because as long as it's on the envelope and not on the book, it's not a big deal, right, Henry? 
that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, I know you're winding down your striper season and uh, you're going to go and start guiding uh, for carp until the fall and you start it all over again. And where can folks find you, Henry, so they can get on your dance card for carp season? Well, they can call us at 678-513-1934. We'll start pulling the Chattahoochee for uh, for the Golden Bones. Uh, we'll start doing that in about two and a half, three weeks, probably by about the 20th of May. And then, you know, the other thing, they can go to Henry, www.henrycowan.com, and they can reach, reach, you know, reach out to me from, uh, from my website. You can email me. But we'll also be doing, uh, for the rest of the summer, on occasion, we'll be going out and doing spotted bass on top water, which is nice. You know, that's, that's, that's six weights and six weights and crease wise and gurglers. And that, that's a lot of fun too. Well, that's awesome. And Henry, I super appreciate you taking the time to do these reports with me this season. I think uh, our folks have gotten a lot out of them. Well, you know, Marvin, if we get one or 100 guys that catch a couple extra, puts a couple extra bites, you know, on their, on their boat or in a pair of waders, then it's, it's well worth it. Absolutely, and I have a sneaky suspicion I might be able to lure you back a couple times during the summer to update us on the carp situation, too. Happy to do so. Happy to do so. Well, listen, folks, you got about two weeks left to catch stripers, so you need to get out there and make it happen. Tight lines, everybody, and tight lines, Henry. Thanks, Marvin. Have a good week. You too.